0: Welcome to the Brain People podcast, a show where four mental health experts team up to bring you practical tools for overcoming mental health challenges. The Brain People don't replace your doctor or therapist, but we will give you some extra tools to help you on your journey. So join us as we fight mental illness, one episode at a time. Welcome to the Brain People podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Vinus, and I'm joined today by Jonathan Edens. Psychiatric. I'm a physician. psychiatric PA. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Just so that we can get our credentials out of the way, and today we are going to be talking about supplements. And uh, this is something that a lot of people, I think, uh, have some misconceptions about. But we're going to be talking about some reasons that you should consider not taking them, and also some reasons that you should consider taking them. And so I think there's two sides. To the coin, and we want to try to help people understand the pros and cons. So, uh, Jonathan, I'd love to hear some of your takes on uh, why people should be careful when it comes to supplements. Because a lot of times people think, "Oh, yeah, you know, it's just a supplement; it can't hurt me, right?" And so, let's talk a little bit about that. There are some things we need to be aware of.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. And even though we are uh, you know mental health professionals, and we're kind of more so specifically talking. About mental health supplements, um, you know these 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 things that we're going to discuss are really uh, kind of broad generalities that can be uh, associated associated with the entire supplement industry. So the first uh, major consideration when you're uh, when you're considering taking a supplement, uh, and and one of the biggest downsides, particularly something that's often cited by other practitioners, is the fact that there's a lack of regulation by the FDA uh, with mm-hmm. the supplement industry. So this can lead to a variety of different problems. Um, you know, when with prescription medications, the FDA has a very strict standards that these manufacturers have to meet. So whether it be a brand or generic, you know, there's going to be there's going to be testing that assures that you're actually getting what picking what you think you're picking up uh, from the pharmacy. So uh, with supplement manufacturers, while there are certain regulations, it doesn't have the the same degree of regulation that we see with the FDA. And so this can lead to things like inconsistent quality, all right. Uh, do you have any comment on that, Dr. Binus? Yeah, yeah, I, I I do see that as
0: a concern, although some people might be happy that something's finally not regulated by the FDA because they don't trust the FDA or whatever. But in reality, the FDA actually does ensure a certain level of quality, a certain level of, of safety for the consumer. And you know, if, if things aren't regulated, you don't always know what you're getting. And that can include, of course, not only quality, but even quantity as well. Because with medications, for example, uh, you have to, even the generic ones have to meet certain criteria to um, be allowed on the market. With supplements, it's kind of Pretty haphazard,
1: yeah, no, ab- absolutely, and and really, uh, at least within the supplement industry, even though there's not this sort of standardized approach uh, like we get with uh, pharmaceuticals, you know, there is still certifications that different uh, manufacturers can can apply for, and so they will have that higher level of, of of standardization and testing that you may not see with every single provider. Now, there are certain online, you know, w- uh, websites like like Amazon.com that requires that you actually are getting it. You're getting um, a certain certifications from your manufacturer when you're listing your supplement on their website. So you know it kind of depends on where you buy these things from. But since you really generally don't know who manufactures the supplement you're getting, um, usually the the brand is not doing the manufacturing. They're actually uh, parsing that out to a third party in order to get that done. And so you're really kind of in the dark, so to speak, because you really don't know who actually did. Where it was, uh, where it was brought together and uh, compounded, and then who tested it—if it was a third party or the manufacturer, or if it was really tested at all—that's that's, that's um, you know general practice, but not always the case. Right, yeah, and
0: and so the bottom line is, you don't always know what you're getting. But of course, if you go on Amazon, you can usually tell if it's a decent quality. Uh, you know, if there's like a thousand reviews that are pretty positive. But 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 even then, um, you know as consumers, most people don't really know, okay, what certification do I look for and that sort of thing. And so there are ways to kind of, you know, mitigate some of the risk there, but it's just an area of concern that people need to be aware of.
1: Yeah. Specifically when it comes to supplements, uh, a lot of them, a lot of these manufacturers do have this certification, but you want to look for C GMP. So that means certified good manufacturing practice. And so there's, there's particular Uh, things that the the supplement manufacturer has to do every single year and they're getting uh you know uh they're getting uh basically a third party that comes in periodically to make sure that they're up to uh, that they're meeting those standards in order to get that another one is nsf um so that's that's another degree of certification um that is also uh you know, uh, an- another thing that when, when seen on a bottle, that means that they're following kind of the highest, higher highest standards. Isn't the NSF even kind of a higher? Yeah. Level? It's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a higher level than the, the CGMP as okay. well. Okay. Oh, that's great. So the, so the, yeah, the CGMP, I would, I would, I generally, you know, I sort of recommend as like the baseline that mm-hmm. they, that they should have, you know, on a supplement supplement bottle. Got it. Other concerns? Um, I think we have five
0: of them that we want to talk about.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, in addition to sort of the, the lack of regulation does lead to, you know, a lot of uh, cre- a lot of creators or formulators of these particular supplements where there's not a whole lot of resistance for them necessarily jumping into the market. Right. And so you know, kind of that that stereotypical, you know, the the guy in his mother's basement, right? He can get online, he can find a manufacturer. And as long as he has the initial funds and the idea of a formula in mind, like he can he can probably find a manufacturer that's gonna make it for him. And so you know, a lot of these individuals, they may not really know much about the research behind a lot of these ingredients, and they may just be, you know, stuffing pills with uh, in in inadequate doses or really in, insufficient or um, subpar ingredients uh, just to try to make a quick buck. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and 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 really, I mean, research obviously is pretty expensive, right? So. For most people, even if they're not the guy in mom's basement, (laughs) it's it's easy to kind of be tempted and say, well, you know, let let me poke around a little bit online. Oh, yeah, I think I'll put a little this, a little that without really knowing how these uh, supplements can, especially if there's multiple ingredients, how they interact with each other, what the effect is going to be on people, et cetera.
1: Yeah. And one, one positive thing I'll say about this is especially with sort of our, 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 our capitalistic society, you know, the, the better products do tend to sort of flush out a lot of those bad ones, especially on a, on a platform. I know we keep mentioning Amazon, but like Amazon, where there's reviews and you get sort of uh, hundreds or thousands of reviews over time, that can really be a good aggregator. Um, that can that can push out some of those really inadequate products over the course of time however that being said you know not all reviews on amazon are are necessarily accurate a lot of them are fabricated and uh, and a lot of those top selling products maybe they have uh, a large presence off of amazon or you know some other some other platform where they can they can sell a lot of them but they're really in my opinion a lot of them are fairly poorly designed as well
0: mm-hmm Mm -hmm. So you have lack of FDA regulation, not a lot of good research,
1: generally speaking. And then um, what's the third element? So the, the third element would be for, you know, a lot of, a lot of my patients or clients, you know, just in general, the lay public that isn't familiar with the research on, on specific supplements, like it can be really confusing and overwhelming. Uh, It can be you know and in, in my opinion, as overwhelming if not maybe even sometimes more so than even prescription medication you know the the fda uh they they estimated and this was back in two thousand they were suggesting that there's over twenty nine thousand different dietary supplements Wow. and, and
0: that was back in two thousand was back in two thousand I mean, you can imagine things have really exploded since then because oh, yeah. So there's probably who knows how many now. Well, they
1: were saying even at the time that there's an average of around a thousand new products, you know, per year coming out at that time. So, I mean, we could probably safely estimate, uh, you know, clearly between 30 to 40,000 at this time that are that are probably uh, available to the consumer. Wow. Um, and as a comparison, you know this was uh, recently. Uh, they the FDA was also saying that there was about twenty thousand prescription drug products approved, and you know this this number was pretty hard to find. It was listed on the FDA website, but but it it didn't actually break down. You know was this purely prescriptions for humans versus also for animals and and um, it also said drug products you know so i I know that there could probably be Mm -hmm. various iterations of that but essentially what we're trying to say is there's a lot of both yeah and but really i mean supplements uh there's there's actually more in terms of overall quantity of different ingredients available to a consumer so you know with so many choices like what do you take uh, that can be extremely confusing so how do you figure out what what to take uh, that's a big, that's a, that's a really good question. And, um, you know, I think we will, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit in a later podcast, but basically, you know, for, for my own personal experience, you know, it really comes down to just doing, doing adequate research, um, and, you know, using a combination, uh, as we said, there's, there's, there's not a whole lot of research on certain supplements. And so you have to use wisdom and your, in your judgment. Um, uh, but, but, a lot of times, using the the available research in combination with a lot of uh, sort of an aggregate of anecdotal evidence is really, you know, how you can, in my in my estimation, you know, find find kind of the best the best yeah, supplements and,
0: available. And I really, I mean, I know you spend hours looking at this stuff, and you have the mental health background, yeah. And still, I'm sure sometimes it can be confusing. So I can only imagine how that is for the average person that may not have the science background, and they're trying to wade through all this. Evidence and a lot of it's anecdotal to really figure out. Okay, what's going to actually help me personally? And you know, in my experience, I've actually found that yeah, you know, going through the research myself. But then, really, when it comes to um, making recommendations or or dealing with patients, I think it can be ideal to have a second set of eyes. In other words, someone that really has done more research and also has the the, the background knowledge from a scientific uh, basis. Uh, that I think is the ideal way to get some um, some recommendations as far as what supplements might be tailored for for you. Yeah,
1: and I and I would just add to that, you know, if you're going to reach out to see a pro, uh, a medical professional about supplementation, uh, this is not something that we're necessarily taught in school. And so, really, most medical professionals that know anything about supplements, it's all self taught. You know, I've had many patients come to me that have told me their other prescribers basically told them. It's not FDA regulated, so you shouldn't be taking any supplements, and that just to me shows, uh, I think, laziness, negligence, and uh, because there there is a lot of research, you know, mm-hmm. with with some of these supplements, and, you know, yes, it's not always as good. And maybe it is biased, but that's that can also be said about pharmaceuticals as well. That's and right. so, I think you just need to use um, you know a healthy dose of discretion and um, and actually dive into uh, some of the research and, and get mm-hmm. accustomed with it. But a lot of people just a lot of uh, providers aren't necessarily comfortable with doing that.
0: So, what's the fourth concern that uh, you would have as far as? dealing with supplements
1: So supplements are not uh, th- they're not completely benign in terms of uh, their negative effects right They can have serious side effects and it really depends on the supplement it depends on your health status uh, so so it's 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 not super simple to just say you should avoid this particular uh, supplement. Um, but, but sometimes it's, it's, it's going to be a little bit more nuanced than that, but it's natural. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and, and so are a lot of poisons, right? (laughs) Um, so, you know, these are things that you do want to, uh, you don't want to know what you're doing. Um, and if you need that additional, you know, accountability, talk to somebody that kind of knows your health status, that is also familiar with what they're doing, but, you know, specifically like some of the things that, uh, certain, certain really, uh, more toxic supplements can cause. Uh, can be things like liver damage, right? Mm-hmm. It can be long-term like liver Kava-Kava, damage. Kava, right? Uh Kavakava can definitely, yeah, kavakava can cause liver damage. Um, mania is another thing, specifically here in psychiatry. Like we have to be concerned mm-hmm. with uh, patients that have bipolar disorder, because there's really low, there's really very little amount of evidence um when it comes to su- supplementation and and bipolar disorder. Um, and even though there are a number of uh, supplements that are used to treat uh, depression, that may not mean it's it's a good thing to try if you're, in fact, bipolar. Right. I mean,
0: just like an antidepressant, giving some, an antidepressant to somebody that has bipolar, some of the supplements can be potent enough to, if someone's sensitive enough, that to actually trigger someone into a, a mania. I mean, I'm thinking about things potentially like Sammy mm-hmm. or St. John's warts. I mean, you have to be careful with those things that they, they can Trigger people sometimes.
1: And that's a, that's a, I'm glad you brought up the St. John's wort because I was going to bring that up in our next point, which is. You know these things. While they can cause side effects, they can also have uh, serious uh, interactions with prescription mm-hmm. medication. Yep. So that's another sort of added element of complexity that when you're taking a supplement, you know, if you're just sort of taking it willy-nilly, not really talking to your prescribing f- physician, um, they they may if if they may be knowledgeable enough to know that there may be a significant drug interaction. And so you know, kind of the stereotypical one in psychiatry is going to be St. John's Wort, and that that is a that is a supplement I very very rarely ever recommend, um, you know, specifically it, it, it sort of induces the, uh, the metabolism of other, of other drugs. Right. And so uh, there are certain medications, you know, sort of the classic example, if you're on a blood thinner and you take son, St. John's war, it can drastically influence how the blood thinner actually affects you. And so it can lead to some really serious problems. Yeah. And that's why, again,
0: in my experience, I think people generally do best if they're going to do a, a supplement regimen that they really want to make a difference for them, if they do that in conjunction with a healthcare provider that really has done their homework and really has some good recommendations, because not only will it be more effective, but it'll be safer, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So those are
0: our, our five areas well, we of got, concern. We got
1: one more, Oh, we got okay. one more. And the last one is that supplements can be expensive. And and I, I, I really want to put a caveat here because it really depends on the supplement, um, it depends on the brand. Um, and it it depends on what you're comparing it to. So you know when we're comparing it to say branded medication, supplements are obviously a lot less expensive. However, for a lot of um, my patients, they're already paying for health insurance, and so since they're getting that that contracted rate with say a medication, a generic medication, they may only be paying a couple bucks uh, for a month's prescription of a medi- medication, whereas uh, taking a supplement that uh, might be. Uh, you know, also effective, whatever they're trying to treat might be 10, 20 fold actually higher in terms of cost on a monthly basis.
0: Now, is there a way that people can sometimes get that covered by an HSA?
1: Yeah. So there are, there are ways. And so there are certain, you may not even need an HSA. Uh, you know, you can, there are, there are certain supplements that uh, uh, an insurance company will actually pay for. So things like B12, you know, things like vitamin D, right. Those, those things, very standard, Sort of across the board, as long as your prescriber actually sends it in to the pharmacy, most likely it's going to get covered by the insurance company. But um, with an HSA, you're going to have a little bit more flexibility. If you don't know, an HSA is basically a health savings account. And so this is sort of pre and post tax dollars that you would get. And then as long as you get the prescriber to basically make the recommendation in paper, you can then go pay for that supplement with your HSA. And then, you know, and then you can, um, you basically use tax free dollars to pay for that supplement. So that can, you know, for a lot of people, that can be a, a thirty to forty percent basically uh, um, cost savings right. uh, for using for using that. So it's a it's a little bit of a hack that I don't think a lot of people are aware of.
0: Yeah, and I think it's yet another reason to. Consider making your supplement decisions, at least the the majority ones, and, and especially the more expensive ones, with a healthcare provider that
1: really is in the know. Yeah, absolutely. So I know we've we've uh, been a little bit of a downer so far on supplements, <laughs> but uh, we really actually are big fans. And so mm-hmm. let's uh, let's go ahead and shift gears and talk about you know five of our uh, five of the pros of taking supplements. So Dr. Bynes, why don't you cover the first one? Sure.
0: Before we do, let's just review the the five. Downers, just so that our, our our audience can remember those. So the the lack of FDA control uh, is the number one. Uh, number two is the lack of available research. Uh, number three, it can be confusing because there's so many things on the market, and uh, what which one do I choose? Number four, uh, there can be serious side effects, including interactions with other medications and uh, liver damage, etc. And number five, the the cost. Um, but like. Jonathan said, we are actually big fans, but we just need to be aware of these pitfalls so that we don't fall into them. So number one reason to actually take a supplement is that they can be very effective actually. And the, the amazing thing is, um, I've, I see this every day and, and I'll, I'll even say this, I've seen it in my own life too. Yeah. If we know how to utilize supplements judiciously uh, in the right circumstances and for the right person and in and, and the right doses, then they can really make a big difference.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Are there any, you know, particular like classes of supplements that you find yourself using the most?
0: Well, for me personally, vitamin D. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's just something that almost every patient that, that comes in, I'm going to either check their vitamin D status or tell them to take uh, at least 2000 units just as kind of a maintenance because almost everybody is low in vitamin D and, you know, vitamin D is, is, it really is important. And low status can cause even cognitive issues, can affect the mood and other areas of your health. And, and so getting those levels up can actually
1: help your mental health, uh, cognitively, mood wise, et cetera. I do find it a a little bit hypocritical that some providers, you know, they'll easily recommend like a vitamin D or a B12 or a fish oil or something like that. And, and, and they, they won't recommend anything outside of that, but really they all kind of fall into similar categories. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, you know, yes, it is a supplement. It's there to fix a uh, a defined nutritional deficiency, right? But a lot of these things um, can be as helpful, if not even more profoundly helpful and more noticeable than say, even, you know, uh, fixing your vitamin D levels. While there are definitely long-term benefits, a lot of patients that take, say, a vitamin D supplement may not even really notice uh, much of a difference. Uh, you yeah. Know, in in comparison, but it is a very important one. And that
0: and that is true. I think from a provider side, what I'm guessing is uh, they they haven't seen a lot of the other studies, and and there sure. and, and to be fair too, there are quite a few studies on vitamin d and health and some of these other supplements that are less known there might be some but maybe not as much or maybe they're just not aware of that but you're right uh, it's not really fair to just like focus in, in one, in one area. How about you? Are there some specific ones that you've noticed that are really
1: used more often? Yeah. Yeah. Predominantly the anxiety uh, disorders, you know, that's where I'm using uh, that's where I'm using supplements more often uh, simply because there's so many different ones. And so I get a little bit more of an opportunity to kind of pick and choose and use different doses and combinations of things uh, in order to help people. And part of that is also, there's just, you know, while there are uh, some, some decent anxiety medications out there, you know, some of those anxiety medications are not necessarily ideal, and so you know, using a combination of of maybe some supplements and some non addictive, non habit forming medications can be a really uh, a a better combination for people than maybe uh, you know something that that would be addictive.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and and I've found that too. And and what's amazing is that uh, when you actually know how to synergistically use some of these products and put them together, uh it can have a profound effect on people's anxiety and a lot of a lot of people that i've been working with recently uh, that have been using actually a product that you came up with <laughs> uh, has been really it's been really helpful and effective uh, for a lot of them. So I, I definitely agree and 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 combining things like you know anostal magnesium L-theanine different things for anxiety can really make a big difference in someone's quality of life and like you said really bring down the amount of medication that someone needs to use uh, and a lot of those medications even though they can be helpful for some of the symptoms, also have their own set of side effects, especially with the anxiety ones. A lot of them can cause long-term cognitive problems, frontal lobe, disinhibition, that sort of thing.
1: So the, the second benefit to you know, taking supplements, you know, supplements are in and of themselves as the name in, uh, infers, you know, they are supposed to be a supplement to uh, you know, a healthy diet, healthy lifestyle, and, and so on. However, you know, that being said, in the modern day, era not everybody can get exactly what they need from a dietary perspective so i realize you know i I, I want to be careful I guess with with saying that, you know, but but sometimes it is far more convenient to say take a greens powder than it is to eat a a green salad. Not saying it's uh, you know equivalent necessarily, but for but for some people, you know, that's just going to be a more or more reasonable approach. And while it's not uh, an adequate replacement, it is better than nothing.
0: That's right. And just because you're going to do a green powder today because you didn't have time for a salad doesn't mean you can't do a salad tomorrow. Right? Exactly, And so it can be something that can kind of supplement that can, you know, help boost um, and make make our diet more full. I mean, one, one thing that came to mind as you were starting to talk about this was actually iodine. And I know we need to be careful not to overdo it with iodine because that can be harmful too. But in recent years, uh, there's actually been less and less iodized salt mm. out there. And iodine is an essential nutrient. We need it. You know, we need it for thyroid function. It's very key. And, uh, and so a lot of people are actually not getting it enough iodine in their diet because they stopped using iodized salt. They want the him the pink stuff, the Himalayan <laughs> sea salt or, or, or not the Himalayan salt or, or the sea salt that's not iodized or whatever. And so you, you, that's just a simple example of how you want to be careful to make sure that you're getting what you need in your diet. And if you're not, then yeah, you need to take a little bit of a supplement.
1: Yeah, so so being that supplements can offset some of the negative effects of an inadequate diet. You know, the best uh the best way to fix an inadequate diet is to uh actually eat uh, an adequate diet, right? Mm-hmm. But um, you know, but but some of these things can can obviously uh be be helpful and uh and supplement, you know, a, a healthy lifestyle. So the third benefit that we're going to talk about in regards to supplements is that as we kind of alluded to before, yes, having countless options can be somewhat overwhelming, but it's also nice in that you have countless options. So if something doesn't work for you, there's many, potentially thousands of other options uh, that you could that you can choose from. So there this leads to, at least in, you know, in, in my practice, even though I don't use tons and tons of, of different supplements, you know, there's there's a good variety of different things that I have available to me with enough research behind. Behind it, and enough, um, you know, experience that I've had with these things, uh, where it allows me to have a certain level of flexibility and personalization for every unique uh, individual.
0: Yeah, and one thing I like about that is that not only is it countless options as far as the. Um, the, the number of different options, but also the number of combinations, because you can put different things together. It's almost like cooking, right? I mean, you can, yeah. there's an infinite amount of recipes you could make and similar with supplements too. And, and eventually, if you keep toying with things, oftentimes you can really fine tune things to get a much better result.
1: Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. And uh, the, the fourth thing uh, is accessibility. So supplements are far more accessible. It's a lot easier to just jump online or go to your local grocer and pick up some supplements. You know, there's nobody, uh, you know, standing in your way saying you need an insurance card or or a doctor uh, that you need to go get a prescription from in order to get that supplement. So, you know, for a lot of people that maybe they don't have health insurance um, or just even even with health insurance, like going and seeing the doctor is still pretty expensive. Uh, your prescription medications are pretty expensive. Uh, the supplement, the you know, buying a supplement or, or a few supplements supplements or whatnot can be just that much easier to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And you don't have that, those barriers. So it's like,
0: okay, just click and buy or go to your store and and you can easily try,
1: try different things. So what's our fifth one? Our first, fifth one is that generally, generally speaking, the side effects from most of the commonly available supplements are relatively minimal.
0: Yeah. And I agree with that. I mean, even though obviously we talked earlier that there can be side effects, they're usually a lot less harmful than some of the serious side effects that medication can cause and so yeah you know there can be the more serious ones like you know liver damage um, which even with kava kava it's rare but it can happen but then you look at some of the meds and it's like whoa you know this can cause um, suicidal thoughts or this or that and and so of course side effects are of concern but Almost always much less concerning than medications
1: and, and going back to what you said about uh, using kind of a combination approach of maybe different supplements, like I you know feel far more comfortable say uh, mixing ten different specific supplements than I would mixing ten different medications right the potential for interaction uh, or at least a significant interaction uh, with or significant um, intolerance to say that many medications is going to be far far more likely mm-hmm. right than than uh, using a combination approach with supplements.
0: Absolutely. All right. So I'll review the five reasons to take supplements then. Number one, they can be effective. And I mean, I think almost always people are going to find some sort of supplements that can help them in some, some way. Uh, number two, they can offset some of the negative effects of an inadequate diet. Number three. Lots of options. Number four, accessibility. Number five, generally minimal side effects. So in closing, Jonathan, would you have anything? What would be the
1: summary, the take-home points for people? Um, the, my my take-home points would be essentially, you know, supplements uh, should be, uh, included in general, I think in a lot of and a lot of patients that are are seeking to optimize their life and mental health uh, should be definitely a consideration in terms of a holistic approach, right? We we've talked countless times on this podcast that you know you want to optimize your diet and your exercise and your uh, your sleep and your social activities and stuff. However, with all that being said, you know, an, another aspect, another, I think, uh, key component to a holistic uh, uh, thera- therapeutic approach is going to be potentially including supplements in there as well.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Jonathan. Appreciate it. And I hope all you listeners enjoyed this and uh, hope you find those perfect supplements for you. So if you only take one thing away from today's show, remember this. If mental illness is a whole person problem, then it must have a whole person solution. I'm Dr. Daniel Bynus. And I'm Jonathan Edens. And you've been listening to The The Brain Brain People Podcast. Thanks for listening. To hear more episodes, find us on social media or support us financially, visit thebrainpeoplepodcast.com.